Tonight, we're going to a dangerous area of an Amazon account so we can understand the relationship between humans and PPC campaigns. Crikey! Take a look at this. We're face to face with a hard-hitting predator. And oh boy, this keyword means business. It's toxic venom can lead to hundreds of clicks without conversion. One bite, and it could leave you paralyzed with high ACAS for weeks. Now, these predators won't be mocking with us. We've got the biggest predator on our side, the Ad Badger. Oi, easy boy. And we're here to help you tame these beasts in the jungles of Amazon PPC. What's going on, Badger Nation? It's Mike and Steven, and you're listening to the PPC Den Podcast, the world's first Amazon advertising podcast, and your source for all the tips, tricks, and optimization strategies you need to grow your Amazon ads. And you can join thousands of listeners and get bonus content at adbadger.com slash podcasts. And here we are. Steven, it is the middle of September. The seasons are maybe changing. Although for you, it's very hot over there in California. In fact, it is literally on fire. Yes. I hope everyone who listens, we have quite a number of listeners, quite a number, a member of Badger Nation in California, Oregon, Washington, over there on the West Coast. Uh, I hope all is well for you Uh, and everyone. I hope everyone, regardless of where you are, it is just a wonderful day out there for you. Uh, We have a topic that we get asked all the time, which I cannot wait to dig into. And as of course, thank you so much for tuning in to the PPC Den podcast. Uh, We've got a good one, Stephen. You know, this question comes up a lot. It is like so many things inside Amazon PPC. uh, Many times beginners ask the question. However, the principles I'm not sure are grasped by even intermediate and sometimes advanced advertisers as well. So this is a really good topic. Yeah, uh, I see this. As you know, we've got Ad Badger, and of course, you know, we just launched version two. But a lot of the time we have customers writing in saying, hey, could someone please come take a look at my account? I've got some questions. And so we see a lot of accounts that way, just checking in to see what people are doing. Uh, and then of course we have our own clients that we manage. And then we also have some uh, coaching clients who uh, you know, we really get to engage on a deep level with and see everything that's going on, answer a lot of their questions. And um, yeah, this is, this is definitely a big thing that I've seen a lot of people make mistakes on this issue. And so I'm personally very excited to dive into this. We've definitely hinted at it a couple of times, but for the first time, we're actually just going to dive down deep and talk about exactly how to handle this issue. Yes. So by the end of this episode, you will be a professional at understanding what to do when it comes time and you're inside your campaign manager and you're wondering, you're scratching your head, what should I be doing with this keyword that has zero sales? And with that, we are a no fluff, no BS show, Stephen. So let's jump right into it. Uh, We're going to be talking about how to optimize keywords with zero sales. When should you pause it? Should you pause it? What should you do instead? So many of these different considerations. This is exactly what we are talking about today. And just by the very, the way that 80-20 begins and ends and is the rule for many people's accounts, many keywords are likely to be zero converting 
keywords. So the question becomes, what should I be doing? How do I think about, how do I approach, how do I uh, maneuver around these keywords that just seem to get no sales no matter what I do? When should you pause it? Should you pause it? That is what we are talking about today. So the first thing I actually really wanted to start with is the recap uh, of just search search terms versus keywords. So the, the things that you appear for are not the same as the things that you are bidding on. So in this conversation, we're going to keep the majority of our conversation focused on keywords, the things that are inside your account that you are actually bidding on. Uh, so keep in mind when we are talking about, you know, broad match coffee mug, you are actually showing up for dozens, if not more, dozens or hundreds of different things. So when you're looking at that keyword that has zero sales, it's not just coffee mug that has zero sales. Coffee mug itself may only have two clicks and you might be getting all of your other clicks for things like coffee mugs for dads or coffee mugs for hot Valentine's Day. You might be getting all these different clicks. So that is the first thing to keep in mind when you're looking at a keyword and you're saying, hey, this thing has zero sales, you always have to remember that if you are looking at an automatic category, phrase, or broad, that it is very likely that the majority of the data that you are actually observing, like the, oh man, this thing has 20 clicks, no sales, it is very likely that those 20 clicks are actually split up among, you know, for 20 clicks, you could have gotten, uh, you know, impressions and clicks for maybe six, seven, 10, 15 different things actually. So that is definitely the first consideration to make when you're deciding what to do with keywords that have zero sales. This is a big one. This is a super big one. Yeah. Um, so we definitely have other episodes on that. Uh, we've got one all about negative keywords. Check that one out because that is more of a conversation. You know, if you got a broad match keyword and, um, you know, it's got a lot of clicks, no sales, and you see in your search term report that, you know, it was really just one irrelevant search term that was driving all the sales, you know, you want to add that search term as a negative keyword, not necessarily just pause or archive that keyword. But we're going to be talking specifically about what to do with keywords, um, assuming you're getting relevant searches, you know, and maybe maybe just for, for you know, clarity's sake, we can just assume we're operating within just exact match keywords or, broad, or, or phrase match, you know, keywords that are pretty much guaranteed to get you relevant search terms. What do you do when those keywords aren't driving sales? So with that, right. Mike. One quick example. Yeah. Uh, the, the quick example is, let's say you are advertising for coffee mugs and you're looking at it and you're like, man, I got 20 clicks, no sales. The coffee mug is broad match. You know, you go and then you look, it's like, oh, wow, 19 of those 20 clicks were actually coffee mugs for Valentine's Day. I don't sell a Valentine's Day mug. We are assuming for this episode that you have your negative keywords dialed in. We're assuming that you already know the difference uh, with with that. Uh, and just like you said, Stephen, we're assuming for the most part that these are all exact match keywords that we're going to be dealing with for this episode. Um, because in a situation like that, you're bidding on broad match coffee mugs. You actually got 19 of your 20 clicks for coffee mugs for Valentine's Day. You actually don't sell a Valentine's Day mug. In a situation like that, of what would you do? You would, you know, negativize 
coffee mugs for Valentine's Day. You would take a look at your other search terms. You'd add more negatives. You'd clean that up so you get pure data. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to say that the broad match is bad. You're still doing a lot of research. Uh, but this is one of my favorite topics. I think it is one of the most... Uh, people often disregard this, but I feel like it's so important to make the distinction. Search term, keyword. Keyword is what you bid on. Search term is what you appear for. Be sure you know what you're looking at when you're looking at your data. And that automatic category phrase broad, it's actually a combination of a whole bunch of different things. Um, I belabor the point. I yield my time. Well, with that, let's let's dive into point number one. So I was recently on a phone call with someone and we were looking at some of their keywords and there was an extremely relevant keyword for the product they were selling. It was an exact match. The keyword had $100 in spend with no sales. And they were like, holy smokes, pause slash archive that keyword right now. And then- Is that the language they actually used? Yeah, no, that was verbatim. I got a transcript of the conversation. Uh, uh, And then I said, hold your horses, look at the product (laughs) in this ad group. And, you know, thankfully we've got a single product ad group for uh, strategy going for this, for this uh, client, because um, what the case was, is the product in that ad group had like a $7,700 price tag on it. And they were targeting about a 20% ACoS. So you listeners were probably thinking, holy smokes, $100, no, no sales. Now that's extremely terrible if the product is selling for like 10, 20 bucks. But this product is selling for $7,000. And mm-hmm. so, uh, one second, what's 20% of 7,700? It's 1,540. So technically, you know, in order to hit their target ACoS, they should be willing to spend up to $1,500 before hopefully my Siri came through on the uh, audio there. But she said 1540. So you should be able to spend up to $1,500 before getting that sale. So you've got to have a pretty high pain threshold, I guess. Um, but to, to pause an extremely relevant keyword at the $100 mark, but you're basically stopping something right before it has the chance to really get going. Right, exactly. So the first point is really, what is an upper threshold that we should make before we pause a keyword. It can it cannot simply be a number based keyword, an arbitrary number. You know, everything over ten clicks, or everything without a conversion, or everything over twenty in clicks without a conversion, or everything that spends more than twenty dollars without a conversion. Turn it off. Pause it right away. You know, we're we're you can't simply have an arbitrary number. Instead, what you need to do this first point is where is that upper limit? The upper limit is actually a ratio. Uh, it is a ratio of what you normally do, what your averages are compared to where you're currently at. So in that example that you were in, you know, selling a product $7,000, you know, targeting a particular ACoS, so you can spend hundreds of dollars and hit that ACoS. Uh, The question there is like, you'd be looking at the rest of your account and you'd be forming these ratios and you'd be analyzing this keyword with zero sales in relation to similar keywords inside your account. And generally, that upper limit threshold is two to three times your average. Um, So we've got a super simple example of 
you know, Stephen, let's say somebody has a normal 10% conversion rate. How should they walk through the ratios here? So after the first 10 clicks, if they didn't get a sale, I wouldn't be freaking out yet because the 11th click could be that set, but could, could be a sale and you'd still be pretty close to your, your average conversion rate. Um, but, and, and even if you get up to 15, you know, I wouldn't be too concerned because you could still get a conversion on the 15th click and still be pretty close to that target. But I would say the, the ratios for me, I go, um, you know, if, I basically go 2x, 3x times your average. So if your average is converts at every 10 clicks, after you get to 20 clicks, after you get to 30 clicks, and you still don't have a sale, that's when I kind of have different uh, reactions. Um, so once something is two times or three times worse than my average, and so you could even do like, you know, if you've got products that have a 1% conversion rate because they sell for over $1,000. After 100 clicks, you know, you're still kind of on target. And after 200 clicks or 300 clicks, that's when you should start getting concerned because now you're you're getting two times, three times worse than your average conversion rate and it still hasn't sold yet. So that is when I would start considering... Uh, you know, pausing those keywords, or at the very least, what I like to do is after that that first, you know, average threshold, you know, after 10 clicks, if it's not getting a sale or, and even more so after 20 clicks, what I do is I reduce the bids and I reduce the bids to basically say, okay, this might not be working. I don't want to spend, keep spending the same amount that I've been spending to see if this is going to work or not. So I'm going to start cutting back the bids. And the way I like to do it is basically like with almost like with each additional click, with each additional click that doesn't convert, the bid comes down a little bit, a little bit with each each additional click. That's assuming, uh, you know, if you normally convert on 10 clicks and 20 clicks doesn't convert, reduce the bid. 21 doesn't convert, reduce the bid. 22 doesn't convert, reduce the bid. Yeah. there There is an equation for that too, that I think we mentioned in a previous episode, but you can do sales price divided by clicks plus one and then multiply that by your target A cost. So that would be, so that kind of goes back to our seven personalities of, of uh, PPC bidder episode. Check that one out. I, I think it was a really good one. And we talked about kind of the anticipated A cost person who is like basically thinking if it converted on the next click, what would my A cost be? Because we don't have an A cost yet, right? If there are no sales, you, you don't have an A cost. And that's actually why um, even one of our campaign audit customers, I was on the phone with her earlier and she was always just sorting by highest ACOS and just and trying to like find the biggest offending campaigns, biggest offending keywords. But she wasn't sorting by highest spend and seeing the keywords that had a lot of spend but no sales. And those ones wouldn't come up if you sort in descending order of highest ACOS because there is no ACOS for those. So those were kind of going under the radar for her. So definitely important to to check out both of those as red flags. Right, exactly. And sort of the anticipatory ACOS, like if it were to get a sale, what, at what ACOS would it be next, I think is an awesome way to look at it. Uh, one thing I also like to do is, you know, as soon as you start getting in there, you know, if, if it's sort of saying, you know, two to three times X my average click per to sale ratio, so my conversion rate, if I go normally convert at 10 clicks and I'm at 25 30 and beyond, that's a great candidate to get paused. Uh, what you can start to do is actually combine multiple metrics. You could say, you know, you already have your conversion rate threshold, and then you can also throw in your a cost threshold. So let's say you normally have a 10% conversion rate and a $15 average cost per sale. Now all of a sudden you can use two of these metrics to evaluate your 
keywords. So let's say you have a keyword that's actually pretty cheap. You're getting clicks for relatively cheap. You know, you've got 30 clicks. It's just $10. So at 30 clicks using just the conversion rate threshold, you may want to turn it off. But if you're getting really cheap clicks, you may decide to keep it going for a little bit. Maybe it's just going to be a lower converting rate keyword. So you want to combine that with another metric like a spend metric, and that could be a good threshold. You can also say, just like to your point too, Stephen, uh, if you're not going to be using a bulk sheet and calculating these or using uh, something like bids by Badger and, you know, doing your bulk bid changes that way too, uh, you you can just continue to combine. You can throw a third metric in there and you can say, you know, I, I'm going to have a conversion rate, a spend, a, and a cost per click and a click-through rate limit. So now all of a sudden you have four metrics that you're putting every single keyword through this lens. And you just know, I typically get this click-through rate. I typically get sales at this CPC, I typically get sales at this conversion rate. And what happens when you start stacking these, it allows you to really zero in on something that maybe just has a lower click-through rate than normal, but it's still going to perform well. And you're going to find out because you have your conversion rate threshold on it. And it's not going to cost you too much because you have your spend limit on it. And it's not going to cost you too much per click uh, because it's got that cost per click threshold on it too. And all of a sudden now you have this boundary where you can keep each keyword safely getting and gathering data. And as soon as it steps outside the threshold, just like you mentioned, that's the opportunity to begin lowering that uh, until it's beyond, uh, beyond the threshold for you know your core thresholds, which is like amount of spend per sale. And with that, let's dive into point number two. So let's start diving into uh, an, ex- an actual example of, of what this would look like in practice. So let's just say, uh, you know, you've just launched a campaigns. Um, you've got, yeah, you just launched a few campaigns. You've got multiple keywords in these campaigns. And, you know, things just started getting going. And, you know, let's just consider this analogy, okay? Let's say you've got a product that sells for $100, with a target ACoS of 20%. So you're willing to spend $20 to sell this $100 product. And you've got 10 keywords in this campaign, let's just say one ad group, 10 keywords in that ad group, one product in that ad group, and you've got $1 bids, $1 CPCs on all of those. And uh, I'm just trying to keep the math super simple. And let's say you average, you average like a 10, maybe maybe 9 to 10% conversion rate. So every like 10 to like 11, 12-ish clicks, you get a sale on average. Now let's say each of these 10 keywords, they all have 10 clicks on them. So they all got 10 clicks. Um, they're all pretty much, you know, headed in the right direction just in terms of conversion rates, it seems so far. So each of those keywords has $10 of spend. Only one of them got a sale so far. So one of them got a sale. So you got that $100 sale on one keyword. Um, that one keyword's now at a 10% ACoS, right? Because it had $10 in spend, $100 in sales. The other nine keywords are all $10 in spend, no sales yet. Well, when you look at that campaign, the 10 keywords altogether spent $100. So you're going to look at that campaign and you're going to go, what the heck? This thing's got 100% ACoS because we spent $100. We got $100 back. We're at 100% ACoS 
And, you know, if you're managing this account, your client's freaking out and going like, we've got to have 100% A calls. Like, what's going on? This is horrible. And Mike, what is your, what is your reaction to that? To seeing that, like if you are diving in and you're seeing that and you're seeing this account's got, you know, maybe you're doing a campaign audit and you, ju- you jump in, you see this campaign's got 100% A cost and you see exactly what we just described. What's your reaction? Right. I think most people are freaking out. I think if somebody's managing this campaign, the client is freaking out. I think if an individual uh, entrepreneur is managing this campaign, they're freaking out. They're feeling like a failure. Uh, however, what actually happened? Uh, you know, I've seen this enough. Uh, me personally, I can approach this and, and sort of be pretty calm, cool and collected. I, I understand that each keyword really does have to behave on its own. Um, I also understand that when you first launch anything and you get that first conversion, it is almost mathematically impossible to have, uh, you know, a perfect 10, 20, 30 percent ACoS out of the gate every single time when you launch 10 keywords for that entire ad group. Uh, only because, you know, as one keyword gets a conversion, well, that doesn't uh, take away all the spend that you just had for the nine other keywords. Yeah. And I think what a lot of people would do in reaction to that when they see that scenario is they would just jump in and pause all the non-converting keywords. Right. And that's right. what this episode is all about. Like, what mm-hmm. do you do with non- non-converting keywords? And they'd be like, well, this one keyword is killing it. It's got 10% ACoS. And these other keywords are just blown through my budget. They spent $90 and we didn't get any sales. And then just go through and delete all those keywords. And data right. di- data dilution, yeah, data dilution is part of the problem there because let's just say these are 10 exact match keywords and it's coffee mug for dads, coffee mugs for men, coffee mugs for boys, like all these different, you know, things. And, you know, if all of those were combined into one phrase match, just coffee mugs, well, I, never mind. That's, I, I guess that's not a great example. Uh, what I was going to try to get at is no one of those keywords there is a is a is actually an offender like collectively they haven't they haven't done too well but you know they one of them could convert on the next click and then that's the next like you know 10 percent a coster and i guess what my i guess where i was going with the with the phrase match idea is that if you're controlling a bid on a phrase match you know collectively um you're, you're able to maybe combine a couple of those so let's say two of those keywords could have been combined into one phrase match so rather than having coffee mugs for father's day and coffee mugs for fathers you could have just had a a phrase match coffee mugs for fathers and between those two you know say those were the only two search terms that came through on that phrase match you would now have a 20 percent acos uh because collectively those two search terms let's say got got 10 10 clicks each so yeah so collectively they would have 20 percent acos but when we really start splitting everything out i still think that's a good idea to kind of break things out into multiple exact match keywords but you are gonna basically and and you it could even to paint another picture let's just say rather than having 10 keywords in there you had 20 keywords in there and each of them only spent five dollars and only had five clicks so if you have 20 keywords in there and all of them only had five clicks and spent five dollars and then one of them got the hundred dollar uh conversion well now you've got one keyword with a five percent acos but the campaign still has a 100 percent acos so i guess that that kind of shows like an exasperation of the problem and yeah, so uh, with that, I would love to kind of jump into the point three, which is how do we solve this? What do we do about that? So let's dive in. So that is the first thing to realize that individually, 
no keyword actually went beyond your threshold. So th this gets into understanding how to read and interpret your data. Uh, it is part of the danger of only looking at like top level, you know, I'm looking at the ACOS at the campaign level, uh, assuming this is the only ad group in the campaign. There are people that would look at that campaign, 100% ACOS, and pause it, pause the whole campaign. When in actuality, there isn't a misbehaving keyword in the entire thing. So you want to be sure that you know your thresholds. That was our first point here. You have your upper thresholds per keyword and you aren't going to let a keyword add outside of that threshold. You don't go making keyword level decisions based on ad group or campaign level data. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. So you don't go pausing an ad group without going through and first optimizing your keywords. Uh, and this is, you know, going even without the data component on here, uh, I think there's a grander point, Stephen, too, of understanding the nuance. Like, you know, a lot of people do this. They'll launch a ad group, pump it up with a whole bunch of keywords, get frustrated over the ad group level metrics. And, you know, there's there's a super simple solution there. Start mm -hmm. with fewer keywords. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I really do. I want to restate what, what you had just mentioned there, because I think that's a, a really good point. Just going back to point number one about knowing your thresholds, because in that previous example with, you know, 10 keywords, $10 to spend, 10 clicks on all of them, none of the other, you know, the nine non-converting keywords, none of those were big offenders. None of them got past because because $20 would be the true pain threshold of like, OK, if it doesn't convert at $20, then we've missed the target ACOS. Right, because if if we're not converting at uh, if we're not getting a hundred dollar sale at twenty dollars of spend, then we miss the target, and now we should start being concerned with this keyword. And especially if you start getting up to twenty clicks, you know, even before you hit that twenty dollar pain threshold, you should already be able to see in the click data that you know we're kind of off our average in terms of our average conversion rates. If it is if it averages a ten percent conversion rate, so once keywords start getting up to like those keywords are getting up to like the fifteenth click. Um, you know, that's when I kind of start reducing the bids, especially at the 20th click. I still start pulling back the bids because I don't want to waste too much money. Um, oh man, I'm so sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm jumping into solution number two. So that's a, a foreshadowing for you guys. Solution number one, uh, just to avoid that situation in the first place, uh, that whole kind of data dilution. I mean, I wouldn't even know. Spreading your data be, out too thin. Yeah. Spreading it out across multiple keywords. Um, you could just start with fewer keywords. So if you only mm -hmm. had, you know, three keywords to begin with instead of 10, then you would only have $30 of ad spend. And you can just- Don't, be, yeah. And, and and maybe none of those converted and then you still just have $30 of ad spend and no sales, you know. But the point there is you are limiting your, your I guess, campaign level threshold in that way. Because you could just cap the campaign with a budget and call it a day, but- you're you're just gonna stop your ads early and your data early. So I think it would be a better. You don't want to spread. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I've been dying to say this. You don't want to spread the peanut butter across 100 apples. Just put it on one or two. Whoa, nice. That's cool. There you go. I love apples and peanut butter. <laughs> so many people just turn the turn the podcast off. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean that that could solve the problem. Or like I said, you know, maybe just start with a couple phrase match keywords that can kind of consolidate the data with for you over several different search terms so that you can kind of work with 
less accurate data, but more generalized data. And the generalization there and really consolidation of that data can help you fine tune the the keyword bids there. So starting with fewer keywords. You have fewer zero click exactly. keywords. Yeah, that's exactly it. So mm-hmm. that is solution one. Yeah, you want to make fewer decisions on zero conversion keywords, just have fewer of them. Mm-hmm. C- create yourself, set yourself up for success and just start with fewer keywords. Boom. Going on to solution number two, if we are assuming that and we're going to kind of stick with that same example just for the rest of these solutions um, that we talked about. The, the peanut $10. butter example? Yeah, that one. <laughs> the $10, <laughs> 10 keywords, that one. So assuming all of the keywords in this ad group are indeed relevant, because that's another thing. Like when you start seeing keywords that are not performing well, you got to ask yourself, is this relevant? Maybe it's too vague, right? Maybe maybe I sell um, like high-end performance or you know, very, very specialized speakers. You know, maybe I, I sell like these massive, like stadium sized speakers or something. And one of my keywords exact match is like speakers. You know, maybe that's just a little too vague because people who are looking for your item are probably going to be looking for like commercial speakers or something like that. And people just typing in speakers are probably looking for more like home type stuff. So, you know, definitely review those keywords, consider if they're super relevant or more top of funnel um, so you can definitely start considering that. But um, if one of those other keywords, and, and this is kind of one thing just to keep in mind. So so assume all those keywords are indeed relevant and you've got nine keywords that did not convert. Well, let's just say one of those keywords did convert on the next click. On the 11th click, it got the sale and it's still keeping with the average, you know, roughly close to the average of 10%. Now, if you have $200 in sales and two converting keywords, all of a sudden your ACoS just dropped from 100% to now 50%. So your ACoS has drastically improved with just one more click that ended in a sale. So what we just need to be here is a little bit patient because 10 clicks is still not a lot of data and it's still not off track for our average. It's still you know on track, but we're getting to the point to just keep an eye on it to see if we do start going off our averages. But these keywords just haven't had long enough for us to really make any informed decisions of should we pause this? Should we archive this? Should we reduce the bids on this? Those are all things that we just don't have enough data yet. So I would just say, be patient and recognize that there, even though the campaign data looks bad, and I always say this, campaigns don't spend money, keywords do, right? It's the keywords that are ultimately the ones that that are spending the money. So if the keywords, if you dive in and you look at the individual keywords and know one of those keywords is is offensive in terms of it's wasting spend or having ter- like way too many clicks and no conversions to 50 clicks. And even if those 50 clicks were all at 20 cents, you'd still be at $10 of ad spend. And so it wouldn't be like financially offensive to you, but 50 clicks. All right. Something's going on there. If your average conversion rate is 10%. So th- that still might be a-, a keyword worth pausing because the conversion rates are off or, and yeah, or maybe a keyword spending too much. So I would just say, be patient here and let the give the keywords a little bit more time and going back to our very very first point have those kinds of KPI thresholds in mind to know when you're ready to actually uh, act on one of these keywords right click, click threshold it's probably the easiest one just 2 to 3 times your average so if you normally get a conversion at 10% uh, that's 10 clicks 
uh, per one conversion. So that means you should be go, you know, you shouldn't really be getting worried over any keyword unless it's got around 25 clicks to begin with in that example. Um, a third way to approach that is, is to sort of, we referenced it earlier, just combining those metrics. So having an additional threshold baked in there. Um, so you could say something like for this ad group, I've got 10 keywords in it. If I take the ad, ad group amount, I have, you know, an A cost that I am not comfortable with. Um, so let me go in there and pause my uh, zero converting keywords. In actuality, they haven't hit the threshold and you basically are uncomfortable with how much you're spending. So, you know, being dissatisfied with an ad group level metric doesn't, and you know, saying that it's the, it's the actual keyword performance doesn't actually take away that you still just spent that much without as many conversions as you wanted. So the way to address that is to go into it with upper thresholds that you are in fact comfortable with. So you can go in there with another threshold. Uh, perhaps you throw in a CPC threshold. So you will say, I do not want to see anything over a spend threshold, a click threshold, and a CPC threshold at the same time. So now all of a sudden you can say, I don't want to see anything over 20 clicks with a CPC over a dollar. So what you can start to say is, well, now all of a sudden without a conversion. So uh, I don't want to see anything over 20 clicks without a conversion with a CPC over a dollar. Now all of a sudden, you know, you can get in there and say, well, as soon as something hits 15 clicks or 20 clicks, it's going to lower that CPC a bit. Uh, lowering that CPC a bit will allow that individual keyword to get the data that it wants so that you can eventually hit that, that true guiding light, which is 30 clicks without a conversion. So, you, you know, we've referenced it earlier in this episode. You can just start lowering the CPC, have different thresholds for different stages of a keyword's life cycle. Um, so the, to sort of conclude that thought, have that threshold out of the gate. It's like, okay, I'm going to get out there and it's going to get 10 clicks. After 10 clicks, my new threshold is also, I also added a CPC threshold. You know, for these things that I'm testing, I don't want to go over 50 cents uh, after they hit their, you know, their 12th click nothing over 50 cents. Now all of a sudden, you know that you're doing additional testing, you're doing it for a low cost that you're comfortable with, so it allows you to buffer against spend that you don't actually wanna spend. So this is how to approach you know, this ad group of 10 where you only got a conversion for one of them, save you some money, still get the data that you need until you pause it based off your true North Star threshold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, going back to that, that example we've been working with in a perfect world, which obviously doesn't exist, unfortunately, but in a perfect world, every single one of those keywords would have, you know, $20 of ad spend on them and a hundred dollars in sales. If, if all of them were perfectly even and balanced and all that stuff. And, and, you know, that would be great. But in order to get to that, uh, $200 in ad spend, you know, you, you'll, there might have to be times when you're at, 100% a costs along the way, or, you know, worse, you know, it could even be over 100% a costs. So you do have to look at the individual keywords, check out those, uh, you know, your, your thresholds for conversion rates for total ad spend that you're willing to spend on a keyword. But for, for me, like for me, the kind of ultimate solution here is whenever I see 
a keyword that has it's getting pretty close to my spend threshold or it's almost there or the clicks that just the pure quantity of clicks are getting towards my threshold or about to pass it that's when i really kind of start scaling back because I, I i don't know i kind of get like a bad feeling about it like all right it should be getting a conversion soon but it just doesn't really look like it's going to happen so that's when i start dialing back the bids by like five percent or so not a lot and then once we start getting to like the 20 so if you have a 10 percent conversion rate and we start getting to 20 clicks then i'll probably launch my or, or i guess not launch but what's the opposite of launch pull back pull back yeah I was going to say like push Stop. down, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, suppress, suppress them uh, down to like, you know, I might like default to the low end of the suggested bid range or what's even better is really just going with the, the, you know, say you get to 15 clicks and you're like, oh, this isn't looking good. No sales yet. You know, I would adjust the bid for, okay, if I had 20 clicks and I got a sale, what should my cost per click be? So what would my revenue per click be? Take my sales price of my product divide that by 20 for 20 clicks and then multiply that by the target a cost. And, and like I said, that's on the previous episode about the seven personalities of bidding or PPC bidders. So I, I think that the best solution is, and even in this, what I, between these three solutions that we just talked about, what I would do is with this specific example, I would just start pulling back on the CPCs on those just because, you know, to, to, they're not just to kind of cut back on the, total ad spend, but I'm not going to pause any of those keywords. And what I might do going forward into the future is next time I launch a campaign uh, for this account, I will probably start with a lower CPC to begin with. You know, maybe next time I'll start with 50 cents because if all of them only spent $5, we'd only have $50 in ad spend, which isn't as bad as $100 in ad spend. And and of course, it's not as simple as that. You got to think about like maybe you're not getting traffic with 50 cents there's obviously more variables in the equation and it's not that simple but uh definitely starting with with smaller cpcs if you want to be more spend conscious in the spirit of all this i'd like to present one more example which is about a converting keyword and just because i think it 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 is pretty on point just in terms of managing acos and bids so you know let's say you you have a high ticket item sells for a lot of money You've got a 1% conversion rate on this product. You get to 100 clicks, things are looking good, and then you or maybe not looking good, and then you finally get that one sale. Once you get that one sale, you're like, boom, hit the perfect ACoS, nailed it, things are looking good. As you start moving your way up towards the the 200th click on like the basically the next cycle, and you're going up towards 200, 200, and you're getting up to like 190, and you haven't gotten that sale yet. The ACoS by this point has essentially doubled because you've doubled your spend and you didn't double your sales. So that's going to look pretty frightening. And those are going to be times when, you know, you'll, you won't want to just pause the keyword because it has a high ACoS, you know, maybe dial back the bids if you're worried that that a second sale won't come through. But, uh, I mean, I personally love to see, you know, a high ticket item with a one click, one conversion, (laughs) uh, scenario that just has a 0.1% ACoS. And if the target ACoS is 10%, I know I've got a lot of a lot of I guess uh uh what do you call it like runway for this like I have a lot of room for this keyword to keep spending 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 as I approach my ACoS to see if I can get more conversions without the stress of saying oh it's a non-converting keyword with all this spend so I think that's just one good final thing to think about um, with seeing keywords that have you know extremely high ACoS but 
if it's an extremely expensive item, the next click could actually, you know, the next sale, when it gets a second sale, that could pull the ACOS back down to target or below target. So just something helpful to keep in mind. Right. You know, it's similar to a concept that we've been referencing here is if a few clicks one way or the other, uh, if one or two conversions can really cut the ACOS down by 75%, it's like it's probably a sign that it needs a little bit more time. So, you know, if if you've got, you know, if you're converting normally at a 10%, you've got one sale uh, so, and 10 clicks. So, boom, you're set, 10% conversion rate. Now, all of a sudden, you know, you start a new cycle. Now, all of a sudden, it's your 30th click. Now, you know, it's, it's 20 clicks into the new cycle. Your ACoS isn't going to look great. You've only got one conversion. However, you're just in the second set of going two to three X over your threshold. Mm-hmm. So if just one or two conversions is going to swing your ACOS like a pendulum, it's probably a sign not to pause it. Uh, and that is that final example. Yeah. So we've ran the gamut on zero conversion keywords. Um, and really the summary is two to three X times your average conversion rate. Uh, that is the guiding light. Every if, the, if you have one takeaway, let that be it. We've talked a lot about other variants, about how to stack additional filters, thresholds, what to do when you have multiple zero converting keywords inside a single ad group and your ad group ACoS is looking crazy. We've covered everything. I don't think we've left anything no stone left unturned. How about that, Stephen? How does it feel to excavate a topic to its maximum level of understanding? And that's part one. So we'll see you guys for part two on this topic. <laughs> I'm just oh my gosh. More Apple. Uh, Stephen, by the way, uh, I thought of the idiom that you were trying to get at earlier. Mm. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Are you ready for this mind meld? Give it to me. Tell me you were not thinking of this. Don't count your chickens before... They hatch. Don't pause your keywords until they go two to three times over your average conversion rate. I think that's the opposite. I think that's. I think that would be like, don't eat your chickens before they, ha- or don't eat your eggs, because because don't har- cause don't count your chickens <laughs> before the hatch is like basically saying don't be too optimistic. I was saying the opposite. Don't be too pessimistic. Don't don't think these chickens are never going to hatch and then just crack the eggs open and eat them. Oh man, I'm very conflicted between ending the show and telling you what I think. Don't count your chickens before they hatch. I think don't count your chickens before they hatch just means don't be so sure of yourself until your chickens actually hatch. So don't pause that keyword until you actually get two to three times your your thing. How about this? Guys, leave a comment below if you're on YouTube. (laughs) Tell us what you think. Please Uh, help us. We're in agony. Or just write in a message if you're listening to the podcast. We need to settle this debate. Please help us out. Well, wherever you are, I hope you're not counting your chickens before they hatch. Whatever that may mean. And also, which came first? (laughs) That is the question. What came first? The key... I'm trying to... Now I'm trying to bring it to PPC. What came first? The keyword with no conversions? Or the one click, one conversion confusion? What's, What's a bigger confusion? Things with no conversions... Or the one-click, one-conversion things. What to do with those. Good. That's another conversation for another day. 
There's yeah. too many of them. That, that's, mm-hmm. that's the first thing I'll say about that. There's way too many of them. Um, but everyone, thank you for listening. We hope you got a lot out of this episode. If you liked it, tell a friend. Send your parents a podcast about Amazon PPC. See what they think. Uh, either way hope all is well out there in Badgerland we'll see you next week have a good one thanks so much for listening to the PPC Den podcast our goal of every episode is to give you guys actionable information so you can go right to your computer and start optimizing with the new skills you've learned be sure to subscribe because we'll be back next Wednesday with more great PPC skills for you And you can always head over to adbadger.com slash podcast for all of our show notes and bonus content that we've made exclusively for our listeners. If you guys are finding these podcasts to be valuable for you and your business, you can help us continue making them by dropping us a review on Apple Podcasts. All right, Badger, are you ready to go back to camp and rest up for tomorrow? What a good boy.